A very big hello everyone, I'm Duncan Dornoff and welcome to this week's episode of the Tasmanian Harness Highlights podcast where we'll be taking a look back at the action in Hobart on Saturday night, that feature night of racing shortly. We're going to kick off the podcast by acknowledging the efforts of our leading trainer Ben Yole in Launceston on Saturday night. There was eight races, he won all eight. Yes, he did have 60 starters at the meeting, but... A pretty big effort to win all races. We've seen Ben go close on several occasions and just hasn't been able to to train the card. But he was able to do that on Sunday night in Launceston. His winners were Keep Playing, who was driven by Charlie Castles, TJC delivering the first win for New South Wales uh, rangeman Shane Edivan, who took up a a position with the Benyale Stable. Cynical Jermaine, Gareth Rat trained the sulky, foregone conclusion, driven by Mark Yell, spot on, and we salute you, both driven by Rowan Hillier. Gareth Rett trained the winner's list again with my celebrity and Max Moretta, driven by Jacob Duggan, took out the last race on the program. So I caught up with Ben for an article for the Tez Racing website. He said uh, he wasn't confident of training the card going into the meeting. He was confident of the first couple of races and the last couple. There was a few races there in the middle. He didn't think he would be able to... Uh, to uh, win, so he was able to do that with a bit of luck on his side. Of course, uh, we all know the efforts of uh, the Yole stable, but I think anyone that's took a horse to the races knows how much time and effort it takes to to clean the gear, pack the gear, and, and get the horse ready on race day just to, to be presented in a, a nice manner and, and all the work that goes into that. So to do that for 60 horses... Is a huge effort in itself. Ben had 10 staff with him at the Mowbray Racing Centre on Sunday night. Five trucks, three float shoes to get his runners there. The only other participant to train the card in Tasmania was Frank Powell in 1919 at Queenstown, which was only a five-race program. 60 starters did run at that meeting in 1919. Now, uh, it's since been brought to my attention, Frank Powell was the great uncle of our shadow racing minister, Dean Winter, and Frank died of the Spanish flu uh, later in 1919 at age 29. Nationally, the last trainer to train the card was Shane Cramp at Mildura. He won all eight races on July 2014. Yale's previous best at a single race meeting was on August 6, where he trained seven of the eight winners in Hobart. And, of course, the best performance by a trainer on Tasmanian soil was Emma Stewart, who trained nine of the ten winners on Easter Cup night, with nine winners at a single program being the national record. So a big uh, congratulations to Ben on another achievement for him. I'm not 100% sure what uh, records Ben's got left to break here on the Tasmanian harness racing scene. It's something I'll have to check up with. Well, uh, number one historian, Peter Cooley, who was a big help to myself over the past few days with some of that information because I can guarantee you if it wasn't for Peter Cooley, I certainly wouldn't have known about Frank Powell in 1919. As we touched on, it was a big night of harness racing in Hobart on uh, Sunday, uh, Saturday night, I should say, where we had the two sweepstakes finals. It was a big night at the office for Todd Drattray. He won three of the feature races with uh, uh, Nyack taking out the uh, sweepstakes for the Colts and Geldings. Of course, Isaiah took out the Metropolitan Cup. 
and Magician in the Spring Championships. Let's go and have a look at, or let's have a listen, I should say, because it's a podcast. Let's go and have a listen to the win of Nyack in the Colts and Gelding Sweepstakes final. Up to the home turn, they come a racing two for the moment. Here's Henry the inside. The outside Nike goes up and draws level in the straight. Here's Henry Nyack the outside. Here's Henry Nyack goes up, puts the head in front. Here's Henry in for the fight. Duke's Choice coming very, very late. Duke's Choice is the one charging home. Nyack in front. Duke's Choice flying. Nyack in front towards the line, and Nyack will see it out. Nyack narrowly from a very fast finishing Duke's Choice. Well, it was a big night at the office for Todd Rattray on Saturday night in Hobart, and he joins us on the podcast now. How are you going, Todd? Good night, sir. Yeah, good, thank you. Good night at the office. It was Nyack kicking the night off in pretty good style, and you sort of made in it outside the leader, albeit there was a slow second stanza. Uh, yeah, he, he did it a bit tough, um, but obviously got that quarter, which, which helped. Um, we thought we. I think he's got plenty of speed, so um, um, what was about, I was able to dictate it a bit in the breeze, and um, yeah, got a line good, which was pleasing. Of course, he's now won three of his four starts. Has that sort of been the expectation of what we're seeing on the track now, right through when you broke him into to getting up to racing? Yeah, we. I always thought he had uh, plenty of ability. Um, yeah, it's always seemed pretty quick, um, even even working up as a two-year-old. He sort of had that pretty quick gash and, um, yeah, he just had to put it together, I think. And uh, obviously he has and um, hopefully he can improve and get stronger and um, be, be a pretty good horse in the future, hopefully. We know he's a, a full brother to Kohanna, who's good at two and three. Can you sort of compare him to the same stage? Uh, yeah, I think this bike's a bit better. He just seems a bit stronger and um, yeah, probably more manners is, is better at the moment too. So um, obviously he's still a cult, so um, we'll just play it by ear how that goes. But um, probably the ratings, rating system didn't help with Kalana as a three-year-old. Uh, racing the older horses probably took it out of him. and um, uh, yeah, but, um, Hopefully we don't do the same here. The plan with Nyack to press on to the Dandy Faction Hobart in a month or two's time? Yeah, that's it. Um, you just look for those races now and um, yeah, and just hopefully he's well and um, yeah, hopefully he keeps up his good work. The $20,000 three-year-old spring championship Colts and Gelding's final was taken out by Magician. Of course, Gareth took the reins if you were driving the stable mate, Micho Mover. Uh, Magician, you must be... Wrapped with the way he's come back, he's now two from two this prep. Yeah, he's uh, done a good job. Um, he, he's not not the best horse to drive, as you probably can see, but um, he's got plenty of ability and seems pretty strong. So I think once he puts it all together, he, he might be a nice horse. Um, but he, he probably is already. So um, yeah, hope, hopefully in the future that he can keep going with it. Certainly going the white uh, ray about it now. At uh, of course, uh, we all know what happened in the Sinbad Bay final where he was relegated, but you gave him a spell. Has there been sort of much improvement mentally through that? Yeah, I think so. He's just got a bit stronger and uh, filled out a lot more, so uh, that was the plan. He was he was a pretty soft, big, big horse, but didn't really put much weight on and that, so um, he had a good time off, and um, he's probably got a lot stronger since doing that, so 
um, yeah, hopefully his manners get a bit better. So naturally, the Globe Derby, he's my name this prep. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think over more distance um, and probably more racing into him, he's, he's going to be uh, a better horse. Right on. Your last winner of the night, Isaiah, who was the longest price of your winners. He got over the top of his half-brother, Harjeet. Was you a bit surprised when Isaiah ran past you in the straight? Uh, yes and no. Um, I actually thought he'd go all right because he always went pretty good over a distance. Um and obviously Liam drove him terrific, so I shouldn't pump him up after last time. But, um, yeah, I always thought he was going good. So, um, and I think they were last quarter in 30-something, so um, he was always going to get home good. And he didn't actually go around the horse. He went up inside him, so that probably helped too. Uh, Isaiah, he takes his stakes earnings past $200,000 with that win. What's the plan with him going for it? Um, well, it's good to talk to the other owner, Wayne McLaughlin, and, and, and see, um, obviously, um, being that high rated and, um, probably stands don't help him either and all that. His future's not probably great, so he might actually retire, but, um, yeah, we just got to talk to the owner and go from there, I think. What'd you make of the run of hard, Jake? He was only defeated a half neck. Yeah, it was terrific. Um, obviously, I went slow out and I come out and um, he got on a bit, probably too much, so uh, that didn't help me. Um, I think we went 27 four down the back or something like that and I was trying to pull him up a bit. <laughs> um, obviously, that didn't work. So he did all the work and um, obviously I only went down a uh, head or a neck, so um, I thought he was terrific, really. Where is he headed now? Um, I think there's a race in a couple of weeks for him. He's had a few days off, so um, we're just aiming for that. And um, hopefully he's all right, and um, which he pulled up good. So hopefully he's all right, and we just keep looking for those races. Uh, just doing the form for long session. Just two quick questions about a couple that are first up. Dragon Blood through the pole in the fourth event hasn't been seen since uh, May twenty two. Yeah, he's um, actually working pretty good at home. So um, he showed a lot of gate speed last start that just got tired in the finish. But um, he's very green horse, so um, he's working all right. So um, hopefully he gets a good run and well, hopefully he's in the finish. And Macaria has got the outside of the front row draw in that race. Of course, she's first up since December 11. And uh, fair to say she wasn't knocked about in a recent character trial in fifth. Yeah, she's sort of worked a lot better since the trial, so um, hopefully she she looks like she's improved off the trial and uh, got a bit fitter and that, so um, obviously the draw doesn't help, but um, if he drives her like Isaiah, she might get home good. So. Uh, and just quickly, Ignatius placed again uh, on Tuesday morning. What's the update with him? Uh, yeah, they weren't real happy with him, I don't think, so... Um, yeah, I think they're gonna uh, obviously get some vet work done to him, and I think only your blood to see what was wrong. But um, other than that, he's been going pretty good, so um, there's nothing major wrong with him. So uh, I think he just had a bit of a bug. Um, so hopefully, hopefully he can recover from that and go again. Hopefully.
Hopefully so, just in time because the Meadowlands opens up, I'm not sure it's this weekend or next weekend before racing returns there after their bit of a break. Todd, appreciate the insight. We've covered plenty of ground and uh, well done for last weekend. Yes, mate. Todd Rattray joining us there. And since I recorded that interview in the early hours of Thursday evening, Todd has sent me a text message to confirm Isaiah has been retired from racing, of course, the seven-year-old entire. As we touched on, we've over... 207,000 in the bank. He won 19 of 63 starts. And uh, the decision has been made between uh, owners Wayne McLaughlin and Denise Rattray to retire Isaiah. One of the other highlights was the Phillies division of a sweepstakes final. Let's pick up the closing stages with Matt Robertson. Third quarter in 30.2. In second place, Julebi Sands going up three wide on the track. CT Chelsea and four wide around the outside. Made up some nice ground. Is really naughty in the straight. They come. CT Chelsea out after. Oleg Picaria down the outside comes really naughty. And then through underneath pace comes Scarlet Place. In front is Oleg Picaria. Oleg Picaria in front. She'll take out the Phillies sweepstakes for Oleg Picaria first. Scarlet Place second. Maybe third. Julebi Sands from CT Chelsea. Well, that was the closing stages of the Cavalier Equine T-Rod Philly Sweepstakes final taken out by Ilac Picaria. And the winning driver, Mitch Ford, joins us online now. Mitch, first of all, congratulations uh, with the win last week. Thank you very much, Duncan. Thank you. No doubt a win that meant a lot to you. Of course, we've had Bianca on the podcast before talking about the name of this uh, daughter of Betting Line. So, no doubt there was a little bit of help from above. Yeah, that, that was for sure, you know. Uh, as you know, the sad passing of my mum not long ago. Um, yeah, the horse was named in honour of her and uh, the late star chamber that died as well. And, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they was looking down above from uh, above, that's for sure. Take us through the race. You did have a nice draw, but there was plenty of speed around you early. Yeah, it was sort of mapped pretty difficult for her. She doesn't have much gate speed, but I had to push the button early and I didn't think I was going to cross. But when I, um, the stable mate inside me sort of had to hand up, otherwise the stable mate three wide was probably going to be in a bit of a tricky spot. But, yeah, once she got the top, she didn't really get a lot of peace the first quarter, but she got a real cheap second quarter. And, yeah, when she got a real cheap second quarter and I seen the main dangers were back in the field, I was confident she was going to run a good race. Oh. Yeah, just just correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think our first start, uh, Nathan was suspended. Uh, certainly been a big help for you, Nathan, suspensions the past few weeks. Yeah, he was suspended, so I got to take the drive, and then, um, yeah, he sort of kept me on from there. But, yeah, no, I, I'm very grateful for the opportunity, that's for sure. Yeah, um, as far as the Abicus goes, do you get to stick with her, or? Uh, yeah, 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 I have to stick with her. Righto, and uh, to win a, a feature race like that in what is your first full season of driving must be something you're proud of. Yeah, I'm over the moon. You know, I couldn't ask for a better first season with the opportunities I got. You know, from Ben, I couldn't thank Ben enough. Nathan, you know, helping me with all my driving and stuff like that. It's been a stellar first season, that's for sure. I couldn't have asked for much more. You mentioned Ben there, no doubt. Uh, Sunday night, of course, Ben trained the entire card at Launceston. No doubt, something to be proud to be a part of. Yeah, it was good to be a part of, and yeah, it was an honour to Ben. That's last week. Let's have a look forward to this week in Launceston. We're just going to have a chat about your three best drives. Uh, Juniper lines up in race three. It's a race for the Mayors. Uh, inside second row draw on a small field. 
Yeah, it is a very small field. Um, she was good last start. This horse, you know, she got put into got put into the race late when the speed was starting to get put put on, and yeah, she stuck on really well for a game second. No neck skipper in race six. Uh, this pace is coming back from some standing start races, and uh, again, you've got an inside of a secondary draw to contend with. Yeah, he's been going good this horse. He's actually found a little bit of form, which is good. And his stand starts are his go, and uh, he galloped away last start and only ran second to uh, Melon Rowley. But back to a mobile, second row, inside draw. I think the two looks like it could be holding up from there. It's got a little bit of gate speed, so we'll just have to play it by you and they let us go. And the last of your three best chances on the cards, Young Rooster. Like many in this race, they're dropping back from the Metropolitan Cup, which was probably the next tier up to this. Yeah, that was yeah, that's exactly right. It's the next tier up from this, but yeah, you know, he's he's had a standout season this horse. I think he's won uh, nine races or ten races this season. He's probably going as good as any other horse in the race. So, it just depends on a bit of luck. Best winning chance in Launceston on Sunday night, Mitch. Uh, June, if I just the way she's been going, she's been a real standout. Right, she's race three, number eight. Appreciate the inside, Mitch, and well done for last weekend. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. So Mitch Ford joining us there. Let's have a look back at the remaining races on that Hobart card. And we'll go through each race and just check some of those sectionals for races we've already touched on. Uh, the first event was the sweepstakes final for the Colts and Geldings. Duke's Choice, who finished in second position, ran his last half in 56.34. And he was also the quickest last quarter of that race in 28.01. Race two was the two-year-old Philly sweepstakes final. Really naughty who finished in fifth spot, driven by Mark Yeo. It was an eye-catching performance, 58.31, the quickest last half of the race. CT Chelsea, who finished in fourth spot, was the quickest last quarter in 28.49. The Dave Medhurst Memorial was race number three. Hard to believe it's nine years since Dave passed. And uh, this event was taken out by Mia Rigaza, Caleb Williams driving this mare having... Her fair start in the care of Brooke Hammond settled a long way back in the run that showed a good turn of foot out very wide to score with Caleb Williams in the sulky and 57.11 was her last half, 28.44, the quickest last half and quarter of that race. We've already touched on the win of Musician in the Spring Championship final. Nero Stride, who finished third, was the quickest last half of that race in 57.32 and 29.21. Race five on the card, and this was the uh, Trainers Encouragement Spring Series final, a $20,000 race, and it was great to see Mark Jeeves in the winner's list here with Way Better, a, uh, a mare that he bred. He also owns and trains, as we touched on, now takes uh, her record to four wins from 41 starts and over 36,000 in the bank. Of course, she settled back on the pegs and got plenty of luck to score there. And I know Mark was very happy to, to win that $20,000 race. And I think in an interview I did with Rowan Hillier on the live stream, just touching on, you know, a $20,000 race for this Trainers Encouragement Series because they are the trainers we are lacking in the game and really need to keep them. So hopefully with uh, a few more... Uh, of those $20,000 races aimed at those participants would certainly wouldn't go astray. Race six was the Metropolitan Cup. We touched on the win of Isaiah. From a sectional perspective, Young Rooster, who finished fourth, recorded the quickest last half in 56.19. His quarter, 28.68, the quickest of that race. 
out of casino, just continues to win. Rowan Hillier in the sulky for Christy Butler. Of course, I did speak with Rowan after the win on the live stream. Uh, he said, uh, as we sort of know here in Tasmania, it doesn't take too long for a progressive horse to find uh, that free-for-all mark. He does believe this pacer has got a lot of upside to him, and he thinks he's in the right care of Christy and Mark. Uh, and if a horse is going to get to free-for-all class, then he certainly will. So looking forward to watching that pacer continue his progression on the Tasmanian harness racing scene. Lancelot, who finished fourth for quickest last half, 57.40. And Bridwood Bella, good to see her back somewhere near her best, dashing home in 28.08 into second spot. Mellon Rowley's two from two this preparation. Craig Hayes prepares Gareth Rattray in the sulky, a, a driving double for him on that program. As she jumped straight on top. Of course, Gareth uh, would be in the top uh, three standing start drivers in this state. It's an art uh, in itself to get horses away from the tapes, and Gareth certainly held in high regards by myself at getting horses away from the tapes. Jumped straight on top, soft run in front, dashed home in a slip last half and made it near impossible for those back in the field to make ground. Of course, uh, she is uh, a Tasbred four-year-old mare, so the Granny Smith, which will be held in Launceston later this year, no doubt on the track for her. And given her national rating and that continued natural progression, she would definitely be a country cup contender over the Christmas New Year's period. And with a standing start manager, she's going to be right in contention there. I like Beach Bounce back to form. Uh, this is uh, probably a good thing for punters, these pre-race interviews on the live stream, because... Barrier 7, and a horse that had been racing just a touch below his best. His past two, you thought he would have went back. Dylan was very confident uh, with how the horse presented and indicated he was going to go forward and certainly changed the speed map of that race. And He was pretty upbeat uh, pre-race, and I'm sure Dylan uh, wouldn't mind if his uh, cousin Nathan is suspended come Sire Stakes time for the Raider Stakes with Ilac Beach bouncing back into the winner's list there. Uh, the sectionals there were... Better or more, who got home in 56.6, was the quickest last half, finishing seventh. He's raised a sharp 27.96, the quickest last quarter of that race in fifth spot. I don't think I gave you the sectionals for race eight, uh, the race won by Mellon Rowley. She recorded the quickest last quarter, 27.9. Colby Sands, the quickest last half, 56.94 there. And race 10 was taken out by Baby U.A. Song. Of course, a relation to Riley Major. Um, she pulled up lame after winning a heat of the Avicus around a year ago. She had a small hairline fracture on her paston bone, so had six months off, and connections have slowly brought her back. Of course, the band box is their main name. She was sent out as the ninety favourite, went straight to the lead, and uh, scored by 13.5 metres, and I'm sure there was plenty left in the tank yet over the concluding stages, so a lot of upside with her. She's now two from two. And although Rowan does uh, own and breed the, this pacer, along with his wife Katrina, uh, the filly's currently in the care of Paul Ashwood. Lorimer Tyrrell, who finished second, was the quickest last half of the race in 58.43. And she's like royalty, who finished four, 28.95, was that pacer's final section. Before we take a quick break, just having a look at Tasmanian's interstate this weekend, a strong contingent at Melton, 
the Bignol trained Arden Roanoke lines up in race one. Hayden Bromack lines up in race five, as does Cosimo. And Max Delight lines up in race number seven. Of course, he'll be getting set for the Inter-Dominion Pacing Championship in November and December, which will be held in Victoria with heats at Ballarat, Shepherd and Angelong before the final at Melton. And it's not that far away now. And it's good to see these open-class horses resuming in Victoria. And there's a pretty good bunch of the paces there. So really looking forward to that series in the not-too-distant future. A break next, and uh, we'll have a quick look at the meeting in Launceston. TazRacing.com.au's new Form Plus Pro gives you even more data on all Tasmanian harness racing. Subscribe to the ultimate Tasmanian form source today. Form Plus Pro by TazRacing.com.au Launceston is the venue for harness racing on Sunday night. Ten races getting underway at 5.17, the first race on Sky Racing 2. The remainder of the card on Sky Racing 1, take note, race 9 has been brought forward to 9.27. So a short turnaround between races 8 and 9. And a 35-minute or so gap uh, between races 9 and 10. I'm sure we'll be looking for that at half past nine. First leg of the Quaddies race five. Each way special here in eight. I'm Rock Solid. Didn't go away in a standing start race last start. Severely checked at the 900 the start prior. Really good second three starts. You're going to be races up to that. I think he's the one to beat on an each way basis. One Sports Illustrator's racing well and gets his best draw for some time. Impulse is another that gets his best draw for some time and is racing well and six Kings chips rounds out my top four. So on the each-way basis, eight and each-way special over one, two, six. Race six is the impressed sprint pace, a 55 to 59 rated race. No neck skipper's been racing well in standing start racing, comes back to mobile start here. Inside of the second row draw, uh, Vanessa Luck, I think, is the one to beat here. Over four, God of Escalades is racing well, placed his last three. Five, Stormy Sands is first up, a recent trial winner at Carrick Park. And three, Life of Brian's won two of his past five. So eight, four, five, three, race six. Race seven on the card is a rating 50 to 54 event. Numbers here are 10, 5, 12, and 3. Nero Stride's been racing well in his own age group, comes back to the rating system here. Of course, he won a heat of the spring championship. Three starts ago in Hobart. So he's racing well in his own age group. But as I touched on, comes back to the older horses here. Uh, five foregone conclusion. A last start. Launceston winner was three wide from the 950 metre mark and was too tough for his rivals late. 12, Sharmy comes back to a mobile start event. Has a good record in Launceston. And three mays placed. just peaked on the run 100 out in Launceston last time out. And in what was one of their better performances, this preparation. So in race 7, 10, 5, 12 and 3, last leg of the quarter is race 8. It's rating 45 to 49, have been over 1680 metres. Kermadex being placed in four of her past five, second behind TJC here last time out, where she just couldn't pick up the winner late after racing wide from the 400 metre point. It goes on top over nine. Slingshot was just knocked out on the line by Cynical Germain here last week. Six, uh, Cynical Germain, as we touched on, uh, a narrow winner last start. And uh, five, two of a lookout rounds out my top four. Three, nine, six, and five. Best bet at five past ten in race. Ten young roosters racing really well. 
It's a really good race if all these horses produce their best form, but a few of them have been mixing it of late, and I just think Young Rooster's been racing consistently, and with an ounce of luck, shouldn't be too far away in the rating 75 to 105 events. Of course, it's named the Rare Air Free for All, but it is a restricted win race for those rated 106 or higher. Uh, so my best bet there, race 10, number 8, H-Ray, race 5, number 8. Enjoy your harness racing in Launceston on Sunday night.